It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to Week 12 in the Waiver Wire. We got every team playing this week, so uh, maybe you don't need to hit the Waiver Wire as much, but it's also... Thanksgiving week, we had some injuries uh, uh, in, in week 11 that we're going to need to talk about on the Waiver Wire podcast. I'm Joe Dolan. He is Tom Brawley. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. I hope uh, you you can hit the Waiver Wire and enjoy maybe a glass of wine, a beer, a glass of whiskey, or whatever it is that that you uh, that you enjoy to, to, to wind down. Team Brawl, I had a few glasses of whiskey myself <laughs> last night for the Monday Night Football game, and well, I woke up to some news this morning. Some good news. (laughs) For the first time since FDR was in office, literally, the new deal, the Steelers have fired a coordinator midseason. Matt Canada has been given his walking papers. Uh, Tom, you and the Inzers, I'm going to guess this is welcome news to to, uh, everybody in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it would have been welcome news last January when we were all expecting it back then. I uh, don't know. It, it took them 10 games or, uh, you know, 10 games to figure it out this season. But I think the last draw was on Sunday when basically Nachi Harris, uh, kind of like the unspoken team leader, uh, you know, basically said, shit needs to change around here. And uh, even the Steelers, as deliberate as they are, uh, most teams would have, you know, if they were going to fire their coordinator, that would have been first thing Monday morning or even Sunday night. That news would have broke. Uh, the Steelers, they even took the additional 24 hours to probably, uh, you know, deliberate and talk to all parties uh, before announcing the the firing here on Tuesday morning. But uh, very, very welcome news. I don't know if this is necessarily going to jumpstart the offense, but at this point, we'll take any kind of change. Uh, Kenny Pickett has regressed here in his second season. Uh, you know, at the hands of Matt Canada's offense here. I, I don't know if he's going to be a salvageable quarterback here moving forward, but uh, any kind of change is welcome with what this offense has been trotting out here. And I was remarking to our boys, I'm a Penn State fan as well, Joe, as you are, graduate. Uh, that's how bad the offenses have been in my life this year. Both the offensive coordinators have been fired on my two favorite teams before the, even the end of the season. So it, it's been one, it's been a real struggle watching my offenses this year. <laughs> well, uh, now the Steelers are going to have about, by the way, they're still in the playoff race, obviously. So yeah. they're trying to win games. And obviously they're going to have um, a half a season to, to evaluate Kenny Pickett and see if maybe they need to make a play in free agency. Uh, because once again, because they're the Steelers, they're not going to have a high enough draft pick to go get one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. Um, and maybe you know, you know they did draft Kenny Pickett as the first quarterback in the draft, but well, twenty teams passed on him. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll see what happens here going forward for the Steelers. But some welcome news. And now, Tom, we got to talk waiver wire. Um, and uh, let, let, again, we got to talk quarterback position because Joe Burrow's out for the season. Lamar oh. Jackson lost his top weapon. Not that you're benching Lamar Jackson. Um, Tom, what's going on here at the quarterback position? Is there anybody out there who can help? And look, he's available in about 55% of leagues right now, but he's got, uh, a little bit of, uh, some juice here, but a tough schedule coming up for Jordan love. Do you think that Jordan love, 
uh, is an option potentially. Look, Thanksgiving, he plays Detroit. You can put, score on Detroit. And then Kansas City, which obviously, as we saw last night against Philadelphia, this is a, a defense that's for real. Uh, Jordan Love, what's your evaluation here? Yeah, I mean, it's been better here in recent weeks. I still, I'm not sold on him as a long-term quarterback, but he's shown some life here. I mean, you go against that Chargers defense, Brandon Staley's defense, uh, everybody scores points uh, well above uh, expectations there. Uh, But, you know, two solid performances in a row. Uh, You had uh, 18 fantasy points against the Steelers two weeks ago. Uh, Gets a Detroit matchup. Uh, That was a a Thursday night game, another Thursday game for these two teams. They played way back in, I believe, late September. Uh, it was kind of a blowout, but he he racked up some garbage time in that game. Uh, had 19.6 fantasy points in that game. So uh, Detroit's defense has certainly been susceptible <laughs> in recent weeks. They've been giving up some production. Uh, I believe that total is pretty high, relatively high for a Packers game as well, sitting 45 and a half, 46 points. So uh, there's some expectation that there could be some points. So. Uh, this is a really tough waiver wire out there at quarterback. If you lost Joe Burrow, uh, hopefully Jordan loves around. Uh, he might not be like if we were going real deep here, Joe, anybody standing out? I think Desmond Ritter is kind of like the, oh. the, the sexiest uh, option out there. I mean, the quarterback play around the league, it just seemingly gets worse and worse every passing week. We got Jake Browning and Tim Boyle joining the starting quarterback ranks right now. Uh, this week, so it's it's kind of hard out there, especially if you're in a two QB league. Right? It, it's it's real ugly. Um, yeah, Desmond Ritter. Let's not get too far into that. But hey, they went to their our boy HB Heineke. Um, yeah. uh, like it didn't work out, so they're gonna go back to Ritter and hopefully Ritter throws it to their good players. Okay, let's move on. I mean, Tom, we're I'm going through our waiver wire document, and these exactly. are legitimate names on it: Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Jake Browning, Aiden O'Connell, Tommy DeVito, and Bailey Zappi. Hey, Tommy DeVito, 200, uh, what was it, 250 passing yards last week? I mean, uh, you know, the boy's uh, back here. So, yeah, I know it's it's so depressing right now. I, I just saw uh, Bill Belichick this morning uh, refuse to announce a starter. I mean, that's Giants are probably waiting on uh, pins and needles to to find out who <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick's going to name his starter, Zappy or Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, the whole world is waiting for that. Let's go to the running back position, Tom. We have to talk about Zach Charbonnet. I know we've been kind of skipping over him in past podcasts because we're not we don't really talk about guys who are owned in about half of leagues, but it, my boy Scott Pianowski texted me from Yahoo during the Sirius XM Fantasy Football Game Day show. And he's yeah. like, we were talking about Charbonnet because Ken Walker went down and Walker, not yet an IR candidate per Pete Carroll, but it it, it does indicate he's gonna miss some time, including on Thanksgiving Day. And Charbonnet is available in 56% of leagues, which, as Scott texted me and I responded, I agree. I can't believe how many leagues he actually is available. And considering he's had a role independent of Ken Walker, it hasn't been fantasy relevant yet. But Charbonnet has an opportunity to be a bell cow. Here is the problem. Yes. He has an it's opportunity a, a to be one. a bell cow against the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles. Uh, not exactly. Yeah, and the, and the, the 49ers after the Eagles, too. It, it, yeah. It's like a four-game absolute uh, it's about as tough as you can get for a running back. So, uh, you know, it finally might be happening for Charbonnet, but it it's happening at the exact wrong moment. But uh, I think we can take consolation. Uh, I believe he had like 85% of the snaps. It was like 45 of 55 of the snap, uh, 45 of the 55 snaps uh, in the week 11 games. So 
They weren't mixing anybody else in after Kenneth Walker got hurt. I mean, DJ Dallas had like a touch or two, but uh, I would kind of expect that to continue. And you're, you're right. I, I I have no idea what people were doing the last three weeks leading up to week 11. He had, he had played more snaps than Kenneth Walker. So uh, that tells you just how much confidence they were gaining in him. He was playing more in passing situations. He wasn't necessarily getting the ball when he was on the field. Like every time Walker's on the field, he's touching the rock, but uh, Charbonnet's role has been growing for over, you know, over the last month anyway. So, um, you know, even if Walker comes back for, a, you know, in a, after a game or two, I think he's definitely missing this week on Thanksgiving Day. But uh, maybe Charbonnet has a week or two where he could be uh, like an RB2 with a lot of volume RB2. And uh, maybe that role grows even more down the stretch if he impresses in some tough matchups. So uh, he's a guy that needs picked up ASAP if he's still still out on your waiver wire for some reason. Uh, let's go to uh, Rashawn Johnson, Tom, because we got to talk about that Bears backfield. Deontay Ugh. Foreman, and this is always a problem. He comes into week 11 with an ankle injury, yep, and then he injures it again. So that's a problem, obviously. Khalil Herbert had 16 carries for just 35 yards. The Bears with some awful play calling at the end of that game, by the way, were just giving Herbert the ball and running into a brick wall uh, <laughs> and ended up losing because of it. Um what what do you prefer here? Khalil Herbert, by the way, is rostered in a higher percentage of leagues, so he's yes. unlikely available on your waiver wire. What about Rashawn Johnson? Uh, does he have the the receiving chops maybe to 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 find some room? The Bears aren't going anywhere. Could they get a look at Rashawn Johnson down the stretch? Yeah, I think they should anyway. Um, it's, we should note that the Bears are on bye in Week 13, so I would you know after Foreman comes into the game with an injury, aggravates it. Uh, just sit him down, let him rest for, you know, through the bye, uh, you know, have him sit out here. The big question is, will this, if it's a two-man backfield, you know, maybe Roshan, uh, you know, they're going to be underdogs uh, against the Vikings, uh, you know, probably a higher, one of the one of the higher totals on the board. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Oh, it's 45, 45 points. So, uh, you know, chance for some back and forth there, and they could be playing from behind, and he's been, kind of the preferred option in passing situations, but something to watch this week. He's going to lose a little bit of juice if they sign back Darrington Evans. They cut him last week with Khalil Herbert coming back off IR. It's notable that they didn't re-sign him to the practice squad, so uh, he's out there. If he doesn't get signed, uh, you know, I I feel I have a little bit of faith in Roshan Johnson as a potential flex play this week if it's going to be a two-man rotation. That's kind of been the problem with this Bears backfield is – uh, it's been all right to use guys if it's two guys, but, uh, you know, the recent weeks here, you know, last week it was going to be a three man backfield with Foreman, Khalil Herbert and Johnson. So we really need one of these backs taken out of the mix here to have a two man rotation to, to have any hope of, cause now we got Justin Fields back and he's going to run a lot. He's going to score uh rushing touchdowns at the goal line and he's not going to necessarily check it down. So, uh, becomes an unappealing backfield if there's three guys in the mix. Speaking of aggravating injuries, um, Devon Achan, it looked like he aggravated that MCL sprain. Um, not an yeah. IR candidate. Uh, uh, according to Mike McDaniel, he was politicking to get mm -hmm. back into the game in week 11. But there's an opportunity for him to miss a game here because it is a short week on Friday. Um, Jeff Wilson and Salvan Ahmed, Tom. Uh, they're virtual, they're available in a high, high volume of leagues. And I think the Dolphins. Uh, they had a couple of short yardage situations where they failed. 
uh, in that game against the Raiders. I would think they probably would have liked to have Jeff Wilson available. Now, Ahmed was active because he plays specials and, and Wilson yep. does not. So that they obviously had a numbers crunch there. But what's your read on this backfield in the event that Devon Achan does miss some time? Yeah, I'd give Wilson the, the slight edge. He was starting to gain a little bit of ground, but as you said, the you know at, with Achan back in the mix last week, he was kind of the odd man out because he doesn't contribute as much. Yeah, you know, not really at all on special teams. So Ahmed got the the last uh, running back spot on the roster, the fifty three man roster. Uh, you know, for the uh, he, he dressed in that game. So, but I uh, Wilson had been running ahead of him. I would think that he's the number two behind Raheem Mostert this week. If uh, HN is missing and maybe this is just one of those where, okay, let's just handcuff it. Uh, you know, if you've been riding with HN or uh, even most, or I mean, he's been injury prone in the past uh, has been relatively healthy here with the dolphins the last season and a half here. Uh, but even last week, he, he, so he, he looked a little sluggish last week. Maybe he's starting to slow down a little bit. So uh, maybe it's time to, you know, pick up Wilson here. Uh, if you've been, you know, using Mostert or waiting on A-Chan. Uh, might be a decent handcuff here down the stretch. I want to talk strategy here, Tom, because we're really approaching the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. At, there is a point here. If you're still holding that sleeper on your bench, I don't even know who that would be at this point. Tajay. Well, that this that's the other point I'm getting to because yeah. Tajay's a handcuff. Mm-hmm. If, you've got, if you've got a volume running back, of which there aren't that many, I understand. Let's just say you have Travis Etienne, and I know Tank Bigsby has been a disaster this year. But, like, at what point do you say, you know, that that sixth receiver on the end of my bench, it's just not happening. When do you drop that guy and pick up a handcuff? Is now the time? Yeah, it's it's about that time. I mean, uh, hey, it's not happening for Jonathan Mingo this season. We don't need to be uh, holding on to him much longer. Uh, now's the time to pick up a Rico Dowdle. Uh, you know, he's one injury away from uh, potentially being the guy in, in Dallas. And we, we like what they've done in uh, offensively in recent weeks here. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is about that time if, uh, you know, those sleepers that you've been holding on to haven't really panned out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like, uh, you know, Dowdle is the one that kind of stands out to me. Maybe uh, even Travion Williams with Cincinnati. Uh, with Mick, you know, maybe they they're going to have to run the football too. Yeah, they're going to have to run the ball, and if things get real desperate at the end of the, you know, real bad at the end of the season, Mixon's, you know, not going to be with the Bengals next year. So maybe they need to start evaluating some other guys. So, um, yeah, I think it's time to start looking for these handcuff guys in case something bad happens. That's why Charbonnet being out on so many waiver wires the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, he's he was an elite handcuff type of guy. And his role was uh, growing. So those are the kind of guys we want to pick up at this time of year. Mark Andrews is going to miss some time. Let, well, first, let's just Speaking talk about a handcuff here. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Baltimore in general. Let's start with yeah. Isaiah Likely, Tom. Now, here is the problem. Isaiah Likely has had two games this year in which Mark Andrews either missed the game or missed the majority of the game. And in those two games, he's combined for one catch for four yards. And last year as a rookie, Likely was excellent when Mark Andrews missed time. But it is a new offense. I still think Isaiah Likely is the top option here. I think you think Isaiah Likely is the top option here. But what's the breakdown here? Because it's not as obvious as it was in 2022. Yeah, I I mean... We he looked great last year as a rookie. Um, I, I think if you're an Andrews owner, he's like the no-brainer pickup this week. Fifteen point eight fantasy points per game 
whenever he played, uh, you know, more than half the stuff, you know, his more than half the snaps last year in three games, um, you know, 23 targets, 15 catches for 204 and two touchdowns. Not too shabby. It's been a little, you know, a little rough this season. I remember all the way back to the season opener when Andrews owners were scrambling, uh, likely was a big pickup that week. And uh, a lot of people were streaming him in the season opener and it didn't pan out, uh, didn't pan out in the last week either. It, he, uh, you know, he didn't get many opportunities in that game. And the one play that kind of stands out to me, Lamar Jackson was rolling out to the left and likely instead of, you know, moving towards the sideline with his quarterback kind of stayed stationary. And, uh, he threw it towards the sideline and likely screwed it up. And Lamar was pissed at him. So, uh, but Hey, they, they need him. I mean, Andrews is not coming back. Uh, they need to get on the same page here. So more reps at practice with the first team offense are coming. Uh, so I, I would expect that chemistry to grow and we're, we want pieces of this Ravens offense. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, we're looking at these names on this tight end <laughs> waiver wire right now, like Hunter Henry, uh, Kate Otten. Uh, you know, it's all guys that we've cycled through and uh, you, you're just hoping one of these guys scores a touchdown. So uh, likely has shown us whenever he's been the guy, not necessarily this year, but in years past that uh, he, he's capable of some double digit fantasy performances. So uh, we, we got to take shots on him if you're really hurting at the tight end position. And it's not necessarily that there's one for one here, whether Isaiah likely or Charlie Kohler is, is the tight end for Baltimore. They are, their wide receivers are coming on a little bit. Now, obviously Zay flowers is not on the waiver wire, but Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman are available in 70 plus percent of leagues. Beckham's dealing with a shoulder injury, not considered serious per John Harbaugh. Uh, these guys have come on a little bit and they might need to lean on them a little bit more with Mark Andrews injured. Um, uh, the good news, obviously, on Andrews, Tom, as you mentioned, maybe not necessarily season ending that as John Harbaugh said, but he's going to miss some significant time. These receivers might need to become a bigger part of this offense if Baltimore is going to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, you would think that without Mark Andrews, maybe they start deploying more 11 personnel, getting more three wide receivers out in the field. Odell's been sneaky good recently or like even all season. If you look at his, uh, you know, his numbers overall. Um, I'm going to try to pull it up here, but he has, you know, he hasn't been playing a lot. That's been his issue. He's even last week when he had that massive game, he had a 35% snap share. So um, he's been excellent when he's been out, out in the field. Yeah. I'm looking at in our fantasy points data, he has a 23% targets per route run share uh, tied for the, the team lead with Mark Andrews. Uh, so, you know, his air yard share is right there with Zay flowers at 22.8%. Um, so, all we need is something, you know, an uptick of playing time for Odell Beckham, and maybe he could become a thing here down the stretch. Um, I, I don't think he's looked washed, especially the last couple of weeks. It seems like he's getting his legs back underneath him. Uh, showed some breakaway speed on a, a touchdown across the middle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, separated on a, a downfield route last week in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and uh, was pretty promising that uh, Lamar Jackson – you know, threw it up to him, gave it, gave his uh, receiver a chance here. So if, if Odell Beckham sees any kind of uptick in targets and routes and, and playing time over the next uh, five or six weeks, uh, I think he could be a thing as a wide receiver three. I, I do want to talk about uh, Jaden Reed, who looks like he's the best receiver from the Green Bay Packers, or at least the most consistent. He's getting work in the running game, which see, shows that they're they're confident in him. Jordan Love has a good relationship with Jaden Reed, available in two-thirds of leagues, and 
Tom, I'm wondering if he's a guy you can't even sit at this point, and he's available in two-thirds of leagues. Yeah, uh, three catches in eight of his first 10 games here. The, the only downside to this is we're, we're really spreading it out in Green Bay. I mean, you know, we got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks. But I, yeah, we should note that Aaron Jones, I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out of the lineup. Uh, he suffered another knee injury, so he could miss some games. So, may, you know, A.J. Dillon's been complete crap all season. So this might have to be a more pass-heavy offense moving forward. And uh, maybe that means getting, getting you know, manu- manufacturing more touches for Jaden Reed. Uh, he scored on a 32-yard run last week. Uh, so you know, maybe we just see a, l- a slight uptick in targets here. Uh, maybe a carry or two, uh, you know, in a couple of games down the stretch. So uh, his role might be increasing here a little bit, uh, especially if Aaron Jones is out of the mix. Uh, I'm going down the wide receiver list, Tom. We should touch pretty. on uh, Rashid Shahid real quick. He's he's okay, out you there. Do that. Another... I have one more. I have one okay. more name that we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, he's another guy, kind of like Charbonnet. He should have been owned in your league, but he's out there in 55%. Uh, even this past week, like you should have been scooping him up if he was available. Uh, looks like Michael Thomas. We haven't gotten the exact injury, but uh, Dennis Allen's been, you know, he called the injury fairly significant knee injury. So it looks like she, I don't know if he's going to necessarily, I think he could have a better floor moving forward here. Get Thomas out of the mix here. You know, maybe that gives him uh, an extra target or two. And uh, that's kind of been the problem with Rashid Shaheed. We love those ceiling performances from him. But, you know, he has a, a rock bottom floor. So maybe if he gets a few more targets with Thomas out of the lineup, uh, maybe that raises the floor a little bit, gives him a little, you know, makes him a little bit safer play. And we can still get those high fantasy ceiling games from him every once in a while. Uh, and, you know, when Thomas was out of the mix at the end of last year, Shahid was was excellent as well. Uh, just the uh, Derek Carr to throw, be a little more aggressive throwing the ball downfield, but uh, Shahid is someone if he's out there on your waiver, he should be picked up. And uh, he's he's the you know perfect kind of guy if you're in a deeper league, uh, throw into your flex and just hope he uh, you know catches a 60 yard bomb for a touchdown in one of these final games. So I, I've got two names who are available in a large, large majority of leagues that I'm not sure I feel good about plugging them into a lineup, but I wonder if they should be rostered. First okay. and foremost is Justin Watson. Of the Chiefs. Okay. Marquez yeah. Valdez Scantling drops a go ahead touchdown. Sky Moore has done nothing all year. Canarius Tony is basically a punt returner and nothing else. They, for some reason, do not use Rasheed Rice more. Justin Watson had 11 targets for the Chiefs, led them in receiving five for 53 and a touchdown. And he's a guy Patrick Mahomes trusts on Kansas City. I think it's obvious at this point, Tom that Kansas City's offense is not the Kansas City offense of years past. But yeah. somebody's going to get targets in this offense, and Justin Watson's available in virtually every fantasy league. Yeah, uh, he, he's one of those, like, we'll speculate, you know, a lot of speculative ad here. Stick him at the I, – I need to see more than one game, though. This that I mean, that's my biggest thing with him. Uh, has never seen more than – you know, yeah, he saw five targets last week. Uh, before this, so maybe you know their last game before their maybe bye. he's the guy that they've started to determine they're going to call more action for. So yeah, because we'll the sample size it does not look great. Uh, if you look over the last you know two seasons since he's been there, it's you know playing a lot. Just he, he's one of those aerobic receivers. He's just uh, getting the, the wind sprints out there, running downfield a lot, uh, staying in shape. So 
Uh, this is a bit of a new development that he even saw 11 targets. I'm, I'm a bit skeptical that it, he's a thing, you know, he's never been a very you know good receiver. We're all like, you know, that before last night it was like, why do they play him so much? I, I don't think he's necessarily a special player. I mean, he was completely left open. Nobody was covering him on his touchdown, but uh, so he's more of a, a guy I'd maybe stash in a deeper league and see if something materializes. Cause you're right. They're groping for anything right now. And uh, we've seen it with Travis Kelsey's uh, production the last couple of weeks. Teams are just selling out to to slow him down, stop him because they they're not afraid of all these other receivers. So um, I'll, I'll throw one more out there if we're looking for a one week replacement type. Uh, if you're you're just looking for a plug and play guy here, two uh, two Atwell. If Cooper Cup is going to miss this yeah. week, we'll see. Uh, Cup, it's it doesn't sound serious. Uh, Edwin Edwin Porus or Edwin Edwin Porus said it's a you know low ankle injury and. Uh, I think that was confirmed yesterday. So, you know, they, they're saying day-to-day with him. But, uh, you know, day-to-day for Sean McVay might be like, you know, month-to-month. So uh, you, you never quite know with, uh, you know, with Sean McVay what, what's coming out of his mouth. But uh, if Atwell plays a game here, uh, they get a matchup with the Cardinals. We saw, you know, a similar body type to him, uh, like uh, Tank Dell, just go off in this matchup last week. Um uh, and Atwell was pretty good in the first four weeks of the season, uh, 15 plus fantasy points in three or four games. Uh, so if cup is out of the mix and those targets could spread around a little bit more, uh, Atwell is a guy I would, you know, wouldn't be afraid to plug in, especially with the matchup against the Cardinals this week. Let's go one more Tom. Gabe Davis played every single snap, uh, in Buffalo's week, uh, week 11 win and ran wind sprints. He didn't even get targeted. Um, Khalil Shakir, though, made the play of the day with his 81-yard touchdown against the Jets. And believe me, the the Jets, that was the first wide receiver touchdown against the Jets since Stephon Diggs scored on them in week one. So the Jets do not give up touchdowns to wide receivers. Could Khalil Shakir become a more important player in the Joe Brady-coached Bills offense? Speaking of give up, Sauce Gardner gave up on that play. <laughs> he didn't oh, yeah. even try to tackle Shakir. He just mailed it in on that play. Uh, that was the that was the you know number one indicator for me. Oh yeah, this the Jets season is probably done here. They're toast. You got Sauce Gardner quitting on a play, uh, but he's been Tim Boyle. Like, I know. Yeah, we got Tim Boyle coming in. Uh, just 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 name Trevor Trevor Simeon the starter already. Like what what are we playing around here for? Uh, not that Trevor Simeon is the. Uh, you know, the answer, but anyway, we, we digress. Uh, but, uh, the last four out of the last five games, he's been, uh, you know, fairly active four plus, uh, you know, four plus catches in, uh, you know, week seven through nine. And then he had the long touchdown pass last week. Um, uh, you know, plus matchup this week against the Eagles, the Eagles, uh, secondary looked much better, but it was a, you know, pretty weak. Uh, you know, we just went into how bad the chiefs receiving core is this week, uh, last week. So, uh, you know, there's still a, still been a positive matchup overall this season going against the Eagles secondary. So uh, I I would expect Stephon Diggs to to come, you know, start doing something here uh, one of these weeks. It's uh, been pretty slow for him recently, but Khalil Shakir has been a thing here recently. Uh, you know, I'm looking at his snap shares as well. 65% of the snaps are more in four straight games. Uh, the one caveat I'll throw into this is, we need to to see what happens with Dawson Knox. I think he's eligible to come off of the IR. And uh, when Knox was healthy, uh, Shakir had no role. So, uh, but I, I think the way the uh, the, the Eagles the, the Bills have been playing recently, let's stick with Kincaid and Shakir. They bring more juice to this offense. Knox was uh, 
you know, I'm wasting space out there for this offense. So uh, they should stick with Shakir and Kincaid. But uh, that's one thing I would watch this week because uh, I believe Dawson Knox is eligible to come off, but haven't really heard much in terms of uh, anything from Sean McDermott about his availability in the upcoming weeks. Uh, somehow, Tom, we managed to get 27 minutes out of this podcast here with the waiver <laughs> wire. Uh, um, Matt Canada has been fired. Go celebrate that, Woo! T-Bro. Go enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here at FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast Network. Use code GRIFFIC25 to go read the waiver wire article up at FantasyPoints.com. Tom, 95 players are covered in the waiver wire article. Ooh, 95. Damn. I didn't even know there's 95 players in the NFL at this point. Uh, certainly not 95 quarterbacks. I can tell you that much. No. Uh, <laughs> go check the article out. Uh, my name's Show. He's Tom. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.